All right, on today's show, I welcome on a very, very special guest. He is Trey Norman. He's a junior guard for Worcester Academy boys basketball team. Trey, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing well, Trey. Trey, your basketball season has uh, come to an end and the AU season has started. How is the AU season going so far and uh, for the BABC? Uh, it's going good. Uh, just workouts right now, getting everybody back in shape. Um, after the season, you know, our coach really wants the guys who, like, you know, made it far in the tournament and stuff like that to, like, really rest their bodies, but also be at practice still for, like, leadership purposes so we can still all meet each other. But um, we just get back into it. We, we don't start our first game until, like, next week, and then we go off to EYBL week after so yeah we're just practicing getting getting to build our chemistry so a lot of new guys on the team there's certain some veterans me tj power um reed you know um joey thomas so it's it's a it's a good base of veterans mixed with a good talented uh new group so we'll be okay that's cool that's really that's really cool and and tj plays on your team as well too right for at worcester academy yeah What's it like to like, you know, be able to team up with him on on the AAU core as well, too? Um, it's good. It's a, it's a all year round. I I see this guy like all the time every day. <laughs> it's kind of I want to say like the first year he came, which is like our freshman year, he started playing with us. And then like the year after we decided that we were going to go to uh, Worcester. So it's, it's good knowing that like our chemistry is going to continue to build all year round. While like most guys, you know, only play with each other at high school or only play with each other at AAU. So it definitely, it definitely feels good, you know, knowing that going into our next season, like we don't have to rebuild any type of chemistry. It's just added on to what we already had. Yeah, that's, that's really great. And then also too, being playing in the EYBL, what's that experience like and playing some, some of the other top talent across the, across the nation? Oh, uh, well, last year was my first like official time playing EYBL because, you know, COVID stuff happened when I was um, a sophomore, stuff like that. So it's, it's definitely different. It was challenging last year for us. You know, um, we had an EYBL session, which was um, all of them combined, and we just stayed out in Georgia for two weeks. Oh, so wow. it wasn't weeks. So um, <clears throat> you definitely get a new perspective on things and <clears throat> how good you think you are at the game because there's a bunch of guys out there that you've never heard of who are – are very talented and scrappy and really want what you want. And it, it definitely helped and motivated me a lot. Um, and I'm just excited to go back out and, you know, play YBL, but this time with, uh, you know, experience. Um, like I said, the veterans, me, TJ and Reed, we played um, 17s last year. So yeah. it's definitely going to be, definitely going to be a good time for uh, this EYBL season. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's really exciting. And uh, that's really cool that you get to have that experience to be able to play in the EYBL and then obviously it's, it sounds very mature of you to take, take the experience and what you, where you stand and how you're playing against guys and everything like that. How do you take that information and kind of just go into the next off season to work hard with that? Um, so me personally, I take the information as like, I, I played, I, I've rotated more towards the um, guard spot, you know, at my old schools, um, public school. So I was kind of like the biggest guy. So I really didn't, I, <laughs> on my hand but I wasn't really like bringing it up I wasn't facilitating I wasn't doing normal point guard stuff so um after I left I started trans like switching my game into guard so when we went to that EYBL session I wasn't really developed yet so there was a lot of this I saw I saw a lot on what I had to work on and like what I needed to improve on for me to go back and dominate instead of me just being there just to be there so yeah. um I definitely took away like I 
I developed more of my shot. Playing in uh, Worcester, I developed more being a one, thinking more about like facilitating, thinking more of the game, um, putting guys in the right spots and stuff like that, taking better shots, not just shooting stuff. Learn how to control the ball with pressure because in certain situations, like, um, like I'm, I'm be the one who has to bring up the ball if other guys can't do it and stuff like that. So, um, playing in the YBL last year just definitely exposed a lot of my weak points. But and I, I take basketball as a challenge, so you know I just improve and improve every day as much as I can. So that's all it was. That's awesome. I mean, what do you when you look at those weak points? Like, do you go back to film, and especially when you move into the guard position? Like, do you watch any film of any guys in the NBA or anything, or is it just something or someone you work with? Um, I watch I watch a lot of film on like Kobe and Jordan, but it's not. I mean, I I I, I have so I have a post post play like I, I stay in a post sometimes, especially when it's mismatches, and I I like to say I'm pretty known for a lot of mismatches in a post. I, I, I know how to post fade and stuff like that. That's all stuff I stole from them, but I don't watch them just for that. I kind of just watch Kobe and Jordan just to see how hungry they were. And like Jordan, you know, he was obsessed with winning and he like stuff like that. And Michael um, and Kobe, like, you know, the way he thought the game was like unique. So I just, I just watch them to learn how to like, I don't know. I don't know how to, how to carry myself in a basketball way like that. So I don't really watch anybody to, you know, take moves or like I don't know mimic my game after but I do watch people to see how they think and how they how they, how they carry themselves outside of basketball and stuff like that because you know basketball is 90 percent mental so yeah there's sometimes in basketball where stuff doesn't go your way and it gets like depressing so you got to find a way to fight through that so that's that's why I watch those people yeah those are two uh two great guys to watch I think their mentalities are those killer instincts and their competitive edge is unbelievable but I also saw that you have that that little uh, the Jordan and the Kobe mid range jumper turnaround fadeaway, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I saw you hit that in the in the in the championship game and and for the Worcester for Worcester Academy. I mean, what was that? Let's jump into the Worcester Academy season. What was the season like with Worcester Academy and have that 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 championship run? Um, the season, uh, for lack of better words, it was just a regular season, and we ended up coming out. On top, um, in the beginning, you know, we had high hopes. Uh, guys fell down with COVID injuries. Uh, one of our players, Jake Blackburn, he missed basically the whole season due to a back injury, and it was it was stuff like that. And our coach always told us like a wounded animal is um dangerous. So, you know, we were always wounded. There was only there was a couple times where we were at full strength. We were missing um our other player um Todd Brogner. You know, he was a big part of our team. He still is coming back next year. He he had foot injuries and COVID early in the season. So a lot of guys on our team were missing a lot of playing time and stuff like that. Kayvon missed a couple of games due to vaccination and stuff like that. So um going going in the start of the season, you know, we lost a couple of games. Um and, you know, losing losing games like we lost a couple of games by like 20. And losing games like that can, you know, can be like demoralizing. Like you could, you know, people a lot of people put their heads down and be like, this is it. But we knew we had a lot of a lot of fight left in us. And in practice, we just improve every day. And then towards the end of the season where it really mattered, we kind of went on a um, I think it was like an 8-0 run, um, but just winning. Um and yeah, our coach told us like when we lock in on defense, everything else comes like our offense was gonna run itself. We have a bunch of guys who can get a bucket. We had Dan Bessel who best shooter I've ever played with feel me you had TJ he can get a bucket Kayvon very athletic can shoot the ball like we had we had a lot of players on our team Jake Shapiro from LA he could shoot the ball he can 
facilitate. So our offense is going to come no matter what. It was just more more so locking in on defense. And I think once we did that, once we figured out when we lock in on defense, there's nobody who can beat us. That's that's when we kind of like picked it up and um, we went on that run. Yeah, that, that that's an amazing run that you guys went on. And you guys came out winning the championship against uh, uh, Brantford Christian Academy. I mean, what was that game like? Weren't you guys down and then you guys came back and made a big run and, you know, and you, you know, you mentioned Dan Bissell with a huge game winner. What what was that all like? Um, so going into the half, I think we was down like 12. And it was just simple for my leaders, you know, me, uh, all the senior guards, Jake Shapiro, Dan Abdullah, TJ Kayvon. We all just took it into our own hands and said we wasn't going to lose this game. <clears throat> the game before we played um, Cushion and – you know, we found out after the game that we were going to have our championship game at our school. So, you know, we kind of took that into consideration. Our crowd, our um, fan support was like great. There was a lot of people there. They were definitely on our side. But nah, at halftime, we just knew we wasn't going to lose the game. Like we worked this hard to win. We didn't work this hard just to become second place. And I told the guys that <clears throat> like when you win a championship, like you remember that forever. Like I'm never going to forget any of these guys on that team. Like, I'm going to know them for the rest of my life, being at their weddings, their kids' birthday parties and stuff like that. And I told them, like, nobody ever remembers the second place people. So let's not be those type of people that, you know, we forget. It's not it's not an award just to say, oh, we made it to the championship. Nobody cares if you don't win it. So um, coming out, coming out, they even went on a little quick run. We didn't even start fighting back until a little bit later. But going down the stretch, you know, they hit shots. We knew they were going to hit shots because last time we played them, they were hitting shots. They're a great team, great shooters. So we just had to take in consideration that it's a game of runs and we had to go on our run. And then we ended up coming back and, you know, history played itself towards the end of that game. Yeah. Yeah. It was a crazy ending. I mean, you came down, I think, and you hit a nice turnaround. Like I mentioned, a nice turnaround mid-range game uh, jump shot. And then they came back down. Like I, they made like a layup or a jump shot. And then, your, your teammate Kayvon just shit out yeah. to Dan Michelle for the game winner. When you saw that thing go in, were you were you guys like? So <laughs> I, after the game, I was like, when you let, because the ball rattled in a little. So I was yeah. like, when you let the ball go, did you know it was going in? He said he knew it was going in. I was under the hoop. So when Kayvon, when Kayvon passed it to him <clears throat> and he shot the ball, like I do this all the time. Like when any of my teammates shoot the ball in my head, I just be like, come on, come on, come on. So it could go in. And when he shot it, I was just doing the same thing. But once it went in, there was still time left. So yeah. it went in, the crowd went stupid, but we didn't have time to celebrate. So we sprint back and like, like it was chaos. Like we, I couldn't, I couldn't, <laughs> who I had, like, I seen like two people on one person in the corner. Like it was just chaos. I didn't know who was where. So I run back and I'm looking and um, one of their guys are bringing it up. So I just start guarding him. And um, Kurt Tang is like on the wing and he's like, wide open for a split second, but Dan recovers once he catches it, then he kind of like double clutches his three and it just rattles out. And then the t the game was over, but I didn't, I didn't realize the game was over. Like once he missed it, everybody just swarmed the court, but I didn't realize the game was over. I'm like, yo, what's going on? And then <laughs> I looked and we ended up winning and then uh, I went to go hug my mom and stuff like that. And then we started to celebrate after. That's awesome. That's so, yeah, it was, it was a crazy ending and that's so crazy. Yeah. When I saw the shot miss, I watched the, I watched the video online. Everyone just, it was like instantly everyone just stormed the court. It was like, it was like a blink. I thought it was edited, but it was just, just happened so quickly. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. I mean, what's it like too to play for, uh, you know, coach Sullivan and like, what has he been like to, a part of your game? Um, he's, 
I love Coach Sullivan and Coach Dan and Coach Mike, the whole coaching staff. Um, it's, it's great. He, he's been a great support since I got there and since, like, um, I was even looking at Worcester to go to. Um, a lot of people say he's crazy, but I don't know. I don't think he's crazy. I think he's normal. Um, he yells a lot, but, I mean, he knows that doesn't phase me. So, um, I don't know. It, he's just a great coach to play for. Um, he, he, he takes the game as a bunch of challenges too, just like me. He, he, he admits when he's wrong. He admits when he's, he didn't lead as well as he should have or something like that. And, and in some cases there was, there were games where, you know, he, I don't know, he let the game get to him and like, I, I, I should have like stepped up and I didn't, but you know, I, I told him like, it was my fault and I, le I learned from it, but you know, um, I don't know. He, he's a guy who's always looking to improve, and I really appreciate that. And he helps me get better every day, all, on and off the court, and mentally and physically. So, yeah, that's that's great. I mean, it sounds like you have a great a great coach staff there, and I've heard great things about Coach Sullivan from other coaches in the in the NEPSAC as well too. So it's awesome that you get get someone like that, and uh, <laughs> that's great that you get to work with him. And now for yourself. Anything that's been going on, I mean, you're an excellent, great player and some great things have been coming out down the line for yourself. I mean, what has it been like to receive college offers from um, Division One schools, even some of the Power Five schools? What's that been like for yourself? Um, it's a blessing. It's, uh, I've been, uh, I think I got my first offer like last, last summer. And ever since then, it's just kind of been going uphill. Um, it, it feels really good because, you know, when I was growing up, a lot of people didn't think I would be able to do this. I was... I was a little, I didn't, I didn't grow yet. You feel me? I didn't grow. So I was a little shorter. I was a little chubbier. I was a little <laughs> lot slower and stuff like that. So I, I know people, people now say, oh, I seen it in you then, but I know they really did it. You feel me? So it's whatever, but it feels good. Um, just knowing that I'm going I'm to have, a, I have my own option to pick what school I want to go to for free and, and really just pursue my basketball career. And yeah, so it, it feels good. I sometimes, you know, um, I just want to be a kid sometimes and just relax and get away from all the texting and stuff. But at the end of the day, I, I enjoy the process. Like I said, it's a blessing and I just can't wait to EYBL to hopefully get some, some more schools. Oh yeah. I'm sure there'll be more schools pouring in. Um, it's, 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 it is a blessing and there's a small percentage of guys that get to play, go on to play division one school. And that's awesome for you to have that being part of that percentage and be able to go to uh, hopefully the basketball for free down the line. That's really cool. Um, and now, what does your upcoming off season look like? I mean, besides AU, what, what do you got going on? Um, off season, I, I, I recently figured out that my off season is probably like uh, two much span, two month span of when I get to school and to when the season starts because the whole summer is just AU. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully, I figure out a decision on where I want to go to school, and so by the time it's my next season. I could just focus on high school and not focus on like having to, I don't know, try to prove something to everybody, but yeah. um, season, I don't know, get faster, work out, feel me, just improve my body, improve my skill set, And just, I don't know. Yeah. Just, just, just improve. Like it just improve overall and definitely rehab. I definitely gotta, gotta get my body at a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, uh, the prep school season seems like a long season. Then you jump right into AAU. So definitely got to yeah. get that, get your body rested and well taken care of. Exactly. Um, and then my, so one of the questions I want to know is 
everything that you've accomplished in basketball and everything that you've done, where, where did the passion of basketball come from to lead you to all this? Um, so I had a, I had a, um, a coach when I was like, like five, his name's, um, Kareem Porter. Um, I played for, uh, this like little AU team called MABC and I used to watch him like coach cause I was too small to like play. And I, I'll say that's, that's where the passion came from. He was around a lot. Um, like he took me to parks and stuff like that. We used to play basketball all the time. I used to watch him work out the older guys. And I say he put a basketball in my hand. Um, and yeah, ever since then, it just kind of grown its own. A lot of people say, you know, like they play basketball to like move their families out and like, you know, go to school for free and stuff like that. That's all true and stuff. Like I definitely like want to like improve my family's situations with basketball, but I also just really like the game. And I really just like love playing basketball. So, I mean, if I was a rich kid, like I would still just be playing basketball because I like the game. Like, I mean, so um, the passion started then when I was five and it just kind of grew and grew. And um, over time, when you see like when people doubt and stuff like that, it just it just it's just more motivation and stuff like that. And then over the years, there's a lot of other more motivational things I had to face that I don't know. Um, made me want to play more and made me want to prove a lot of people wrong. So there. I love it. I love it. That's great. And that's great. That's where all the passion started and how you still have it and will always have it. Sounds like, um, Trey, this has been great. I mean, of all the basketball questions I have for you, I mean, I have some fun questions. I just want to ask you that's more outside of basketball that works for you. It's some five questions I usually ask everyone that comes on the show. Um, first of all, my favorite, one of my questions that I ask is what's your favorite food? My favorite food. That's tricky. Um, if I just had to pick, I'll just say seafood. Like seafood. um, like some lobster. But like I, I forgot what it's called. It's like when they put a b- bunch of seafood in a bag and then they like have like season, it's like shaking crab or something like that. I, I'll just oh, say that. Yeah, that just, that sounds really good. Yeah. Um and then what's your favorite uh basketball NBA basketball team and NBA player? Basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna, you're gonna, I, I'm gonna tell you this and it's gonna sound crazy, but like all my friends know this. Like, I watch basketball, but like, I don't watch basketball. Like, like a lot of people would be like, you know, they, I, I watch my basketball. Like, I, I watch my game before yeah. I watch any other game. But like, the amount of hours I've spent watching NBA or college is like very little. Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> at night. Like, that, I don't know. I don't know. That's never been me, but I don't, I don't know if I really have a favorite basketball team a lot of people uh one of my friends at school um johnny swears i'm a curry fan so i'm gonna just say i'm a curry fan for now all right hey i'll take it that's a, that's a good one I, I completely understand what you're saying uh you play basketball you play a lot of basketball and i'm yeah. sure that you're watching film and everything and then curry makes sense though curry's a great great player uh do you have a favorite basketball sneaker that you like to wear um i've been wearing Kyrie's for a very long time Kyrie's. And I just got put on to some Kobe. So, and Kobe's about to come out with some new shoes. So, Kyrie's and Kobe's. Nice. Very nice. And then, do you have a favorite type of music that you like to listen to? A Boogie. Feel me? High Bridge the Label. Anything with A Boogie, I'm supporting. Feel me? And I tell everybody in five years, I'm going to have his phone number because that's my man's. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. And then the uh, last question that I ask is what's your favorite thing to do outside of basketball? It sounds like basketball is your life. What's, what's one of the things that you like to do outside of basketball? Uh, I don't know. Just chill. I never like on a, 
the days I don't play basketball, I never have like a plan. Like, oh, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. Like, if I'm at school, I'm chilling with um Kayvon and my my one of my um dorm people, um Johnny, and you know we're just doing whatever. Feel me, laughing, joking around, playing 2K. And if I'm out here, um. I'm just chilling with two of my like closest friends, um, Eli and Yusuf, and we just be driving around. So I don't know. I just tell a lot of people we do whatever you know, wherever the world takes us, wherever the wind takes us, and I don't know. I just be chilling, laughing a lot, relaxing. That sounds great. It sounds like a great thing outside of basketball. And I have one last last question to ask. I meant to ask this earlier. Are you guys getting rings? What's what's the plan for when you guys have to win the championship? Um, I hope we're getting rings. Uh, that's still in the works. Uh. We might get some gear. I want a ring. I got two rings from Tech Boston, so I want to keep getting rings. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I hope we get in rings. Rings last longer than clothing. Yes, so. def- definitely. I fully agree with you on that one. But they're a lot more expensive. So. Yes, <laughs> yes, they are. yes, they are. Uh, well, Trey, that's all the questions I have for you. Do you have any questions, comments, or statements uh, before we sign off? Um. Uh, nah, nothing. Oh, right. oh, uh, shout out to Tobin, feel me, and my guy Juice. Yeah, that's it. All right, awesome. Well, Trey, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate your time. Uh, this has been awesome, and congratulations on all the basketball success, and keep it going, man. The future is extremely bright for you. Appreciate it. Thank you. No problem.